When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. team left Australia with their tail between their legs and the World Cup in their hands. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. What do you take from this series? Yeah, we, we tried our best. Um, yeah, we fell a long way short. I thought Australia uh, outplayed us in every department and all credit to them. You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke. And, and did, did England play their best? That was Joss <laughs> Butler lying through his teeth. <laughs> we tried our best, yeah? Yeah. yeah. No, they were, they were pretty apathetic. But then, to be fair, so so were like the Australian team weren't that uh, keen on playing, I don't think. Crowds were pretty apathetic, couldn't mm. even be bothered showing up. And that, yep. that includes myself. I, I could have easily wandered down to the MCG, couldn't be bothered. Just well, we're saving up for the test TV. series. Exactly. <laughs> And England, I think, was still half drunk from uh, celebrating their World Cup win, certainly in the mm. first game. Uh, Chris Wokes came on at one point and dived around in the field and knocked a ball into the rope, and I'm certain he was smashed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, Butler later went on in the press conference afterwards to say he wasn't too fussed about uh, the defeat, so, which, which isn't really the usual response to a, a 3-0 whitewash against Australia no. and the biggest loss in their nation's history or their ODI history. No, not usually. I mean, he couldn't even be bothered appealing at different times. <laughs> Times, could he? Was he even concentrating? I don't think so. What were the two? There were a couple of times he missed yeah, appealing. Yeah, right? so he started started the tour. So you would have thought he might have been more enthusiastic at the beginning of the tour. That, but mm. that's where he didn't appeal for uh, Matthew Wade obstructing the field. But he kind of capped it off. Maybe a, a good sense of bookending here by mm. Steve Smith edged it through to him, and then uh, he couldn't be bothered appealing for it, and just mm. kind of half-assedly raised his glove. And then, uh, then made a T sign, and the umpire had to, uh, you know, correct him, like prompt him for the appeal, like a like a ten year old suffering from stage fright in a school play. He was just like, "Come on, Josh, say your line." And Josh said, <laughs> "How's that?" And I was like, "All right, now he's out. Now he's you out. get it." This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Okay, there's lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, and uh, we only have time to decide what was the silliest white ball series of the last month or so. Yes, yes. So I, I think we're going to tell up the the silly highlights of both this Australia v England ODI series mm-hmm. and the World Cup and, and we'll see which one was sillier so this is essentially this is ra- essentially your podcast this is my, my other podcast yeah <laughs> uh, and it's basically an extended muller for those two series as well just yeah. lot, lots of muller content to get through so we might as well do it with these so. otherwise we could have an entire podcast which is just made up of mullers right? <laughs> yes I think so no we have an exciting segment I think I think jail time might be back later mm, on in this podcast maybe Stand stay by, tuned everyone. yeah yeah, 
Nice. All right. So I, I think the first one we in the ODI series, uh, they, they kicked off quite nicely. BT Sports over in England who had the rights, they were publicizing the series by claiming that it was a, it was a chance for viewers to watch the best white ball team in history, <laughs> which was very exciting. So kind of at first, I, I thought maybe they were going to be showing replays of the Australian side of mm. the early 20th century or the 1980s West Indies, yeah. one of those sides, but uh, apparently not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why um, other nations shouldn't let England win any World Cups. <laughs> no. They get way too carried away. They do. We know that they get ca- carried away in both directions. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> if they do poorly, then it's the worst performance of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's the best white ball team in recent history if we all had dementia. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're not even the best uh, Matthew Mott coached uh, white ball side <laughs> to win a World Cup this year. So no, I, you know, no, they, they did true. get a little bit carried away. Yeah. So what, what, what's the next uh, moment? Okay. Well, that's pretty good for the ODI series. Mm. But uh, in the World Cup, we had this most bizarre, <laughs> it's almost impossible to explain. It's very hard. Uh, to explain. We had uh, an appearance of someone called Pack Bean, who was um, <laughs> this was a you know, simmering, previously completely unknown <laughs> controversy that erupted on social media. And the day before the uh, Zimbabwe Pakistan match, there was some kind of grudge in the background. And a Zimbabwe guy on Twitter tweeted, uh, As Zimbabweans, we won't forgive you. You once gave us that fraud, Pack Bean, instead of Mr. Bean Rowan. We will settle the matter tomorrow. Just pray the rain doesn't save you and then there was just all sorts of uh, investigation and interrogation anyway it turned out the incident was something to do with a mr bean impersonator from pakistan which is a legitimate job i, think. I guess so I think. Yep. showing up to some kind of zimbabwe <laughs> agricultural show i'm not sure it was a big event anyway instead of the real mr bean they got the fake mr bean i i really don't know if one's worse than the other no. anyway it's hard to, it's very hard to explain but zimbabwe anyway zimbabwe then beat pakistan by yes. one run which yeah. is Gain vengeance. Yeah, for, they, for the, they the, did. They really did. Incident. Anyway, knocked Pakistan out of the tournament, uh, of course, until South Africa brought them back into the tournament. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, you, you were calling at one point, I think, for the 12th man for the final match to be the real bean and the pack bean, right? Yeah, the, that would have been perfect. They should, yeah. they, they should have, like, how much, how much would have cost? It wouldn't have cost anything to get pack bean out there. I think he would have been keen to come. He would have paid his own airfare probably. Well, we've got Pro- some, we've probably got wouldn't some, have had to pay that much to get Rowan Atkinson either. No, we've got some Mr. Bean masks down in yeah, our dress-up box. We so we, we could have gone along to one of the matches mm. wearing the pack bean mask. Which we should have. That oh. would have been exciting to do for the World Cup final. Yeah. Missed oh, opportunity. Maybe next World Cup final. Yeah. All right, well, let's go on to the, the back to the ODI series. Uh, I, I kind of like this one. This this one was how uh, basically not not just the apathy of the players and the teams, the, the captains themselves couldn't be bothered. Uh, so neither captain could be bothered playing the second ODI. <laughs> Both Joss Butler and Pat Cummins decided to have a rest. I think yeah. I think somebody suggested at one point that maybe they were off playing golf together. But which Well, are, that's dangerous. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, it's they very need dangerous. To, they, they probably, Pat Cummins is way too risk-averse to be playing golf at a time when everyone who plays golf apparently breaks their leg. Yep, yep. So Josh Hazelwood captained Australia in that second match and then uh, kind of thrillingly became the only uh, captain to back up in the entire series. Mm. He, he was the only one to, to play after he captained. So he also played in the third match. But then uh, Moeen <laughs> Ali, who also captained England in the second match, he eventually uh, got got to share that record with Josh Hazelwood because uh, Phil Salt knocked himself out ch- chasing a, a meaningless four that I think Travis Head smashed to the boundary. Yeah, so we had lots of alternate captains. <laughs> yep, yep. Leadership's that, overrated. Just yeah. chuck, in, chuck whoever you want well, in there. That, 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 that's why they're going to unban David Warner. What's the matter? You what does it matter? Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They never said which, I think you mentioned, never said which lifetime yeah. the band applied to. Yeah. Could have been the Queen of England. The Queen, yeah. I think it's the Queen. Anyway, next up I have one for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, and 
everyone was panicking throughout most of the World Cup, actually, but there was predicted weather mm. all throughout Australia yep. of lots of rain and uh, the final was predicted to just be complete yep. and utter like 100% rain. 100% rain. Right? 100% rain. There, yep. were, there was no requirements and the reserve day also 100% rain. And then in the end, <laughs> it was actually a, a really dry, beautiful, warm yeah. evening. I think we had T-shirts yeah, uh, yeah. out at some point. No no jumpers. Yep. So it was a, it was a wonderful night yeah. at the MCG. Yeah, no rain, no, mm. no delay. Full match was played. Uh, there, there were a few times where England uh, looked likely to be knocked out by rain. I think there was one game where in Brisbane where if they they were playing, I can't remember who they were playing now, but they needed to win it to, to get through to the next stage mm. and it was scheduled to rain all day. And then it didn't rain there either. Yeah. I, I'm not sure it ever rains in Australia. I think the, the men's team have more control over the rain than the women's team. Yeah, very possibly. Mm. All right. Well, let's flip back to the ODI series mm-hmm. again. Uh, so this was another moment. This was in the first ODI. Ashton Agar saved a six with one of one of the most yes. spectacular boundary leaps that's ever been seen. And uh, he kind of leapt up and somehow spun his arm back. And it was like 45 degrees basically tumbling into the fence. Mm. And he still somehow managed to swivel his arm around and fling the ball back in a split second before he hit the ground. And mm. people were saying it broke the laws of physics. It didn't quite break the laws of physics, but yeah. it was certainly against the spirit of <laughs> physics. <laughs> yeah, so. yep. I think you're right there. And there also needs to be some way that we can measure these stats now mm. because everyone's leaping into yeah. the air. I mean, Ben Stokes does it on the reg. You know, people just leap at, at all moments. We know Glenn Maxwell, maybe they need a cumulative total of the number of metres or centimetres or feet or something that they leap throughout their career. That would be quite useful. Yep, definitely. So I'll go into now, uh, well, back into the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned Matthew Mott before. Um, England and Matthew Mott promised to pressure the ICC to provide winners' medals (laughs) for a bunch of people who apparently didn't even participate. I mean, they don't even deserve a participation award. award. I don't know what kind of medal I'm going to get. That was like Reese Topley and Johnny Bairstow. They both missed out on the T20 World Cup along with hundreds. Literally tens of millions of English (laughs) people. So um, it's really uh, – should every England player who's ever played T20 cricket get a, get a participation medal? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd even limit it to everyone who's played yeah. T20 cricket. Let the test players, let Alan Lamb and yes. – let, let Beefy Botham get a T20. He's owned it, Lord Botham, whatever he is now. Yeah. yeah King, is he king yet? He's probably He's next probably in probably king. Yeah. I mean, certainly if they've played in mm. recent history, which mm. uh, seems to be perhaps just the last couple of months. But yeah. still, <laughs> yeah. we'll give it to those people. Yeah. All right, so back to the ODIs. Uh, in, the, in the third ODI, this is uh, Adam Zampa got an LBW decision uh, which was overturned because out of nowhere the, the ball tracking software showed that Zampa had apparently turned into Shane Warne. He was, I think he was bowling from the Shane Warne end and uh-huh. the, the ball tracking software decided that uh, despite Adam Zampa not being a huge spin of the ball, mm. this, this particular delivery was going to just rip, yep. uh, which kind of surprised the entire Australian team who were in a huddle and they'd seen that, you know, no mark on hotspot, no mm. mark on Nico, oh, he hits him pretty he's much out. in front. He's definitely out, and then at uh, <laughs> no missing turn, turn well beyond uh, off stump. So they they uh, but because they were so far ahead and it was such an unexpected result, the the response was just bursting into laughter. <gasps> but but I think my favourite part was, was this was uh, umpire Paul Rifle, mm-hmm. who was also caught on camera having a bit of a <laughs> chuckle about the the ball tracking software, but then then recovered to say, oh no, that that's why I gave it not out. Yeah, good decision, Paul. Good Rifle. decision, Paul Rifle. I, I'm always surprised by these tributes to Shane Warne. They, they always take me by surprise. <laughs> yep. Is this is this a haunting incident? Oh, possibly, or yeah. too soon? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, I don't think it's too soon. Perfectly too soon. timed, yeah. Yeah. If, if Shame Warn's going to be anywhere, it's in the ball tracking software. Oh, yeah. In, in, inter- interrupting it and making it do strange things. Not in Adam Zampa or the ball, but <laughs> no, just the ball, ball tracking, tracking software. Ball yeah. tracking software. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we might get a few little strange things said on microphones as well. That mm. could that could be a good way of haunting. Yes, definitely. Come on, Shane Warne. <laughs> anyway, uh, more World Cup uh, antics here. We had an India-Pakistan match, which is also you know, obvious, obviously always going to be the greatest T20 match ever played. Yep. Every time they play. And uh, there were a lot of silly moments. We could have probably nominated this uh, match itself rather than the entire yeah. series. But just as one example, Virat Kohli uh, got three match-turning buys by being bowled off a free hit from a no-ball. <laughs> yep. And the no-ball was based on a height that he had somehow judged and t- told the umpire that uh, this was this was too high after he hit the ball for six. <laughs> yep. yep. So that, that, that was just one aspect of that game, which was, which was, was crazy. easily the best game of the entire tournament. Oh, yes. It was a fantastic match. Mm. And, uh, yeah, a very silly match. So I, I think overall, does... does, does does that make the World Cup sillier than the ODI series? It's pretty close. I think the World Cup's sillier. Yeah, I think so. Congratulations to the World Cup. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, so speaking of World Cups and silliness, I have a new book out. It's in bookstores everywhere. It's called uh, The Ten Greatest World Cup Wins in Australian Cricket. And uh, as the title suggests, I'm counting down Australia's 10 best World Cup campaigns. This current one, not in the book. It's a bit of a troll of the current Australian team though, right? (laughs) It is. I hope all of the current Australian team get this book for Christmas. I'll I'll send it to each and every one of them and say, you guys aren't in this book, although some of them probably are. Happy If if they played in last year's World Cup, spoiler, they might write it. Might have been this one. Happy birthday, Pat Cummins. Yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's a book about World Cups that, uh, well, not this year's World Cup. Anyway, this one, this book's pretty much mostly just for Australian fans because it is uh, a little bit uh, just kind of celebrating Australia winning all the World Cups. Um, you know, they've, they've won more than 20 in total, in, yep. including various, you know, champions trophies and T20 and ODI World Cups. The, the women, of course, supply a good proportion of them and yep. they're represented well in the book as well. Uh, their Commonwealth Games win isn't included. Not yet. Not, not yet, because uh, that came about after the book went to print. And I, yeah. as confident as I am in their abilities, I wasn't quite confident enough to chalk that one up as a win before it actually happened. I must say, you tell you say this is a book mainly for Australians, but I think it would be hilarious <laughs> if you have an English friend. Definitely, yes. To get them this book for Christmas. Yes. It'd be the most fantastic thing ever. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, and if, you, if you really want to, you could probably get Dan to sign it with something like, you know, knowing how much of a fan you are of, of Australia, I got you this book about Australia's World Cup wins. Yeah. Or, 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 you could, or I'm happy to sign knowing how much a fan you are of World Cup victories. Here's, yes. here's one that you'll no doubt enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's a book all about World Cup wins that doesn't have the latest England win. Yeah. What a wonderful book that would be. Yes. What a wonderful gift that would be. Anyway, you can get a copy. You can get it from my uh, online store, leavecricket.com slash store. Uh, I'll sign them for you or, or you can uh, just search anywhere pop into any bookstore um, yeah grab a copy and get the rundown on all the best uh, Australian World Cup victories Dan won't be in the bookstores signing uh, not in every bookstore anyway but uh, so if you, you need to go to his website if you want one that is signed yeah secure them jail till they do enough jail time to convince anyone this is no setup. cut deals that include some jail time no jail time he's not going to want to hear that you have endangered our operation just to get your thugs out of a little jail time 
feel like that last one is, is actually Justin Langer. It I could feel be, like, yeah. That's, you know, that's very talking menacing, Talking to someone, isn't it? yeah, leaning across the table to some poor journalist that's done something he doesn't like. Yes. Well, every time we think this segment has retired and will ne- never appear again, mm. Justin Langer pops his head back up and uh, says something in the media mm. and uh, we've got to bring it back to life. And he's, well, he doesn't he's like being out of our podcast. He, <laughs> he's continually creating more content just so that he can come back into this, this yep. dedicated segment. Yeah. So so what's he, what's he popped his head up again to complain about this time? Same thing. <laughs> Same, Same thing, thing as usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He's, he's been complaining about this for at least a year. The fact that he's no longer coach of the Australian cricket team and how unfair that was that, well, he got to be coach for quite some time, yep. but then he was ousted by... Yep. Uh, some of the players, and he's yeah. called them cowards again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's in particular, he's uh, not happy with Pat Cummins and Aaron Finch. He mm-hmm. says uh, uh, apparently the, the pair of them weren't brave enough to tell him to his face that he was being a dickhead or something. So mm. he's, um, he's he's upset the the fact that they you know were a little bit hesitant about confronting this very angry man and saying, mm, "Can you be a little bit less angry all the time?" Yeah, don't be such a dick. I can't. I actually can't. I fail to believe they didn't actually tell him to his face. They possibly did. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm certain. That he if they they did a went in one ear and out the other. Yeah. It's hard to believe the players find find this chilled out dude exhausting <laughs> and difficult to deal with, right? Yeah, he's he's really proving how easy he is yeah. um, in this post uh, post cricket coaching period. Good luck to the commentary teams that mm. are taking him on, right? This yeah. Some, yeah. who's that? Channel Seven. Channel Seven, I think you've got him. So uh, I mean, maybe this is just a, a, an advertising campaign for the fact that he's going to be on there. The, mm. the players have yeah. already sought reassurances that they won't have to speak to him. You know that. <gasps> The drones come down and they have chats with them. So imagine how much fun that would be, though. But it might distract them a little bit. Would Jail care? No, no. he wouldn't care no. about that. I feel like this is just wonderful for us. We can have an ongoing JL mm. time segment throughout the summer season. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, the the cricket uh, the test season is about to start. The first test is against the West Indies. That starts this Wednesday. It is in Perth, which mm. uh, without getting too you know being too general about it, it's probably where Langer still has the most support. Mm. Um, so that'll be a, a little bit of fun, I think, to, to see what happens there. That will be hilarious. Yes. That will be fantastic to yes. see. Ah, can't fall, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moeller reward. This is the Muller Award that we usually give out. Mm. This is for underappreciated acts in cricket. We appreciate them. Yeah. Uh, named after Scott Muller. Mm-hmm. Shane, Shane Warne making another appearance in our podcast. Yep. I don't yep. think he's haunting it, but no. he's, he's making an appearance. Yep. And uh, what have we got nominated? We've got a few nominations here. Well, perhaps most fittingly, we've got uh, the nomination of uh, Six and Out. They're back. The, oh uh, the, the ABC Sport, uh, Brett Lee, popped up there and he confirmed that he and his brother Shane are touring again with their band Six and Out. Uh, well, that's so petrifying. It's, uh, Is this really true? It's very true, yep. So it's very exciting. So if you want to hear our theme song performed live, uh, start Googling for when the band is touring near you. I, I assume it's a worldwide tour, so oh, they'll pop up in be. your city soon. Do they have another song or do they just do that song I over I think they over? just do that one song over and over. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our first nomination. Oh, what yeah. else have we got? Our second nomination, uh, as may be expected, we have Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> But Poor unfortunately, thing. yeah, not nominated for cricket things. He's nominated uh, because he's out for three months. He broke his leg in a freak accident. He was at a friend's 50th on uh, on a Saturday night and mm. uh, he broke his leg. His friend, friend fell on top of him. Yeah. It was he, a non, ve- non-drunken uh, Yeah, ve- ve- very non-drunken. They're very, uh, very keen to say that it was very sober. Yeah. It was a, just a normal sober 
falling over and breaking of the leg. Yeah. So. I feel like, you know, if you're drunk, you're less likely to break the leg, That's right? true, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, I think the thing that most concerns me is that if Glenn was a friend of mine, this wouldn't <laughs> have happened because my 50th birthday party was cancelled <laughs> uh, due to being the first day of the 2021 Melbourne lockdown. So, you know, Glenn, I'm sorry, uh, you should just be my friend. Yeah, you need better friends, Glenn, yeah. Yeah. definitely. Uh, I've got another nomination here. So this is uh, this one takes place in List A Cricket, which is basically uh, first-class cricket equivalent of ODIs. So mm. it's 50-over cricket standard, non-international standard. And this but is in India? This is in India, yeah. So we had the first side score more than 500 from their 50-overs. This was in the match between Tamil Nadu and Arunachal Pradesh. Uh, Tamil Nadu scored two for 506 from their 50 overs. Um, so there were several highlights in this innings, as, as you might expect. Uh, there was a quadruple century partnership oh my God. Uh, between Sai Sudasan and N. Jagadeesan. Uh, Jagadeesan scored a record 277. Uh, and then they followed up this uh, kind of massive uh, innings by bowling out Arunachal Pradesh for 71. Oh, fantastic. Uh, which is uh, a decent boost to their net run rate, which yeah. we learned during the World Cup is very important. Always yeah, got to keep an eye on your net run rate. Up high on the ladder there. Yeah, so I think the, the Muller nomination for this particular incident has to go to the Arunachal Pradesh captain who won mm-hmm. the toss and uh, sent Tamil Nadu in. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thinking, so, we'll get these we'll in. We'll knock get, them over cheaply. Knock them over cheaply yep. and then we can chase. Yeah. Uh, oh. th- th- there's another sneaky highlight of this. Uh, is uh, This one's a little bit disappointing because uh, Mick Lewis's record uh, most expensive bowling figures of none for 113, which came about in that famous game when South Africa chased down Australia's 434. Four, mm. uh, that was finally broken. That stood oh, since uh, whenever it was, 2004, 2005. And, uh, yeah, it's finally finally crashed. So none oh. for 114. One one extra run is it's now the record for the most expensive list day bowling figures. Yeah. Although uh, uh, Mick still has the ODI record. So oh, fair enough. Well, Mick would be happy with this stat yeah. if he's listening. Yes. Uh, I have another uh, another Muller nomination. England England are about to tour Pakistan, apparently. Yep. And Jofra Archer is back yes, from he whatever. Yes, very exciting. Kept him away from cricket for a while. Various and, injuries. Uh, yeah. Zach Crawley's been talking about him. Mm-hmm. They, they like talking about each other in their yep. various presses. And he said, um, uh, they say you can add three miles an hour to the 90 miles an hour on the speed gun. So he's bowling good pace. He always bowls quick, Joff. Yes. So. Uh, well, what, what, why, why, why can they all <laughs> add three miles per hour to the, the actual number that's on the, on the, on the, on the screen? Gun. Is, that, is this just a calibration thing that they just think he deserves an extra three kilometres? Yeah, Three I'm miles not sure. An hour. It's very strange. I, I don't understand why, if, uh, like, if this is a known fact that it's mm. always three miles per hour slower, then just recalibrate the machines, get yeah. them sorted out. But if it's not, I mean, maybe they just tell Zach Crawley this because, uh, you know, maybe it's to encourage him. Oh, you know, the, the, that bowler says he was only bowling at, you know, 70 miles per hour, but those speed guns, you always add at least three, 330. Maybe it was 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Who knows, Zach? Maybe it's like when you speed when you speed on the road or you, you're not yeah. supposed to speed on the road and you get calibrated down, but you're mm. still over the limit. That, yeah. that could be what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, the, the other highlight of this uh, Pakistan tour is that England is apparently being joined by a chef for that tour. And there was a bit of press <laughs> saying that that's what, that was the first time that it happened, yeah. which is, of course, shameful Sir Alastair Cook erasure. Mm. Mm. And uh, we have one more. Um, 
one more nomination. Uh, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? That mm. The WBBL has been kind of overshadowed by yes, men's very cricket. annoying. Mm. Well, ordinarily, we'd have been watching, you know, maybe not every game, but a good chunk of them. Mm. And instead, we could have uh, still been watching a good chunk of them, but there was a lot of cricket on. There was a lot of cricket on, uh, and yeah, and if taking place simultaneously with the T Twenty World mm. Cup, which kind of in freezing weather in, in freezing Australia. weather, yeah. So yeah, very very dumb to have those two things coincide. I think you could have scheduled the WBBL some other time. And now the final clash. Yep. With the Australian election, oh, sorry, the Victorian election. <laughs> yep, yeah, the, the yeah the finals this Saturday, which mm. uh, the Sixers will win because the Sixers have won apparently everything this this year. So. Now that would be exciting if they somehow lost. Mm, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Oh, well. All right. So who gets the muller this week? Do you reckon? Who gets the muller? I feel like we need to give it to Brett Lee. I think I think six and out. Yeah, I think the yeah. return of six and out is a, a, a good muller winner. So congratulations to uh, six and out. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, anytime you want to record a, a, a live podcast. <laughs> with us and just play us in and play us out, that would be appreciated. <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to Dan Lipke and Kat Jones. I'm at Lieb Cricket on Elon Musk's Twitter. And are you uh, at Lieb Cricket on Mastodon? I am. I'm <laughs> at Lieb Cricket at Oz.Social on Mastodon for now anyway. Oh, my anyway. God. Do you have to give the full address? I think so, yeah. Um, I'm Kat Jones. I'm at Cricket Back Cat on Twitter, if Twitter still exists, and I'm also on Mastodon. I'm at Cricketback Cat. I have Somewhere. no idea which domain I'm in. There can't be many of them, surely. No, yeah. no. Anyway, uh, if you can't be bothered with that, follow us on Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter or search for us on Facebook and like us there. Uh, just search for Can't Bowl Can't Throw, and we will see you all next week. Podcast Network.